A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Hey, 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 hey. This is Ashley. And this is Shelby. From Swiftish Podcast, if, you know, you're shocked and surprised, that's what you're tuning into today. (laughs) Welcome. Yeah, we talk about Taylor. Glad to have you. Just Taylor. Oh, man. And Taylor Jason, I feel like. It's getting harder and harder every day. (laughs) Oh, it is. It is. um, You know, we have some stuff to talk about, and I feel like it really goes really well into the song of the week, which you probably know by looking at the title, but um, I just came back from Philly. I know. I was going to yeah. say, you're wearing some Taylor Tour merch. Some Taylor Tour merch. Um, for people who are really wanting merch, um, of course, people are going there to the stadium beforehand because it always opens up. And I did something, I think I like, when I went to Houston, I went to it at like one o'clock because oh, wow. like the day before short the show because I had nothing to do. I was in Houston, nothing to do. <laughs> And I got some some swag, and then I went the night of, and there were they were selling like youth mediums, and oh. I'm a, I'm a small medium in like regular clothes, and yeah. this youth medium fits me really really well. Like I don't know if you can tell by the like it's Gorgeous. just it's, yeah, it fits like a extra small. It's a little tight, but it's nice. So I'm wearing some That's Taylor merch. Um, it was an amazing show. Good. It yeah, was I know. You were you you won these tickets. I mean, you didn't win. You earned these win. tickets in the Battle of Ticketmaster. Actually. Um, so you've had them for Oh, you didn't? These are the these are the second chance tickets. Oh, okay. So right. in Philadelphia, they sent that email like, "Hey, you didn't get tickets. Here's a second yeah. chance." And you had to put in your like your price range and you had to put in um right. your credit That's card right, information. Right, right. Had no idea where I was sitting. Yes. And then I got F1, section F1, which I knew was closest to the the main stage, and then row four, seat eight. So I thought that I was going to be, of course, row four, and then eight seats away from the stage. But the eighth seat was actually row one to the stage. So I was like front row when she was on the stage, front (laughs) row to Taylor. So you were like, you thought you'd be going, like if the stage is... (laughs) Okay, so... Because... What confuses me is why did it say row four if you were literally the first row? Because so when you are, how they situated all the seats on the floor is looking towards the catwalk. So row one was looking towards the catwalk, two, three, four. So you were four from the catwalk, but your eighth seat was touching the main stage. The barrier. Yes. Cute. So was, and I had no idea. I had yeah, no idea. Yeah, I, it's wild. And I'm sure the person who had like section F1 seat one, like, yes, they had front row, but I'm pretty sure they thought they, would gonna, they were going to be like, right. It's right, so right hard there. to tell like what the number means because exactly. who knows how they set it up. So I was pleasantly surprised I had front row seats and it was worth it in my mind because I had such a stressful day that day. Yeah. As you guys all know, this is like first world problems. So <laughs> tease me all you want. Hey, we're talking about Taylor Swift, the queen of first world problems. So. <laughs> Not even first world. Not even first yeah. world. Like 0.001%. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I had custom ordered this outfit and I had uh, ordered three outfits from this girl um, yes. on Instagram. She is Nanny Bikini, I think, on t- 
TikTok. Let me see what her name on TikTok is because <laughs> I do not As mind. I said, cancel culture is coming for you. <laughs> Stormy Kelly. And she has like a weird photo of like an animal. But if you're on TikTok, you know that she's like posts all these custom outfits that she wants to make people. And so I ordered three in January. Yes, you did the yes. the reputation like body sequence, suit. Yeah, sequence body suit with like the the slip and the arm. Then you wore to Vegas with me. Gorgeous. Wore to Vegas with you. And then I then did the ringleader. Yes, a stunning. Stunning. No and my last one was going to be the dress. The onesie with the yes. mesh dress on it from Reputation. Reputation for my, dress. Yeah. Let me tell you my experience with every single one. She was <laughs> she was really accommodating at first. I was afraid because she only accepted like cash, Apple Pay and like Cash, cash app, app, which yeah. everyone was getting scammed with tickets. So I was like mm. a little hesitant. She worked with me. It was really great. And so I did that like end of January. And then the week of our Vegas show, I messaged her. I'm like, hey, are you going to be able to send my outfit? And I had told her all the dates I needed these outfits by, which day I needed the outfits by. So she knew. So if she was planning her company, she knew when these outfits needed to be in, right? So I messaged her like the Saturday before the Vegas show, and she didn't message me back. And then I messaged her. I was like, hey, I hope it's going to get here in time. And she said, I hope so too. I was like, ooh. And it got there the day before the concert. So literally had it shipped to the hotel room. And I was like frustrated. I was like, I was scared. I didn't want to be pissy towards her her because I had two more outfits coming. So I brought a backup one, uh, but it came in time and it fit. I was afraid it wasn't going to fit because I'd never tried it on. And then the ringleader same thing but she had messaged me a few weeks before being like hey girl I'll probably send this a lot earlier because someone sent this back because it didn't fit them Mm. perfect I'm gonna get it earlier and then she also said I'll probably send your mesh sequence um too because I'm almost done with that I was like perfect and then she sends it like I messaged her the week before (laughs) and she ends up sending it to the hotel the day before the concert (laughs) and the shorts weren't there the shorts weren't oh. there. So I had to overnight some like some high-waisted shorts. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like and in her video where she was like, Hey, this is what this is what you'll get if you order, there's like a skirt that's attached to the the top. So all I had was like the ringleader top. Right. No shorts. And, and so I had to order that. Again. And I messaged her, I'm like, hey, shorts weren't here. Hopefully I can get them. She never messaged me back. Like, oh, sorry mm-hmm. about that. And I didn't once again didn't want to make make a problem because she had one more coming because she said and she was like oh by the way I didn't finish it so that one's not coming with the ringleader I was like (laughs) okay but in my mind I wasn't worried because she was almost done with it so then I messaged her on Sunday night I'm like hey um my concert is on Saturday do you need me to give you my hotel address again (laughs) or can you send it to Utah never messaged me back and then message on her story that someone had quit and so she'd get to everyone's DMs the next morning. No DMs. I texted mm. her because I text. That's how I paid. Nothing. Wednesday. Hey, girl, I don't know if I'm going to be able to send it to you because I've been messaging her every day. I, you know, I don't know if I'll be able to get it to you on time. I'll send you a refund. I'm like, okay. And she, I was like, well, would you be able to get there to uh, on Saturday because I need it by Saturday? Yes. It would be guaranteed by 6 p.m. on Saturday. Perfect. That's when I would leave. Maybe that's my mishap. I should have been, no, give me a refund. But she said it's guaranteed on Saturday. So Saturday comes. I'm calling the reception. 
um, checking the link, it's still in transit. And mm. I message her, I'm like, hey, it's not here. And she goes, oh, sometimes it comes earlier. Maybe she called down again, called down, nothing, messaged her. Like, no, it's not there. She didn't even message back, didn't even apologize. Oh. <laughs> I have not heard from her. I got a text message yesterday with a tracking update that it was delivered to my hotel in Philadelphia. (laughs) I was like, oh, Oh, no. And so I sent that to, I sent a prepaid shipping label to the hotel so they can send it to me because I paid for it. Don't know what I'm going to do with it. Maybe I'll walk around Salt Lake City in that outfit. Maybe I'll go grocery shopping. Maybe I'll walk my dogs. Thankfully, thankfully though, my friend let me borrow her costume because I don't want to read. I don't, I don't want to wear the same costume again. <laughs> how um, could you? How could I? So I'm just sad because. Yeah. Ugh, it's just, disappointing. It's disappointing because I ordered three costumes from her. So you'd think yeah. that she would be like, let me get this done. And yeah. it's just, ugh, it's annoying. But don't order from her. And if you did order from her <laughs> and she gave it to you in time, tell me your secrets. I do, like, I was not pissy to her. I'd be joking around. I'm like, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Just want to know when my concert yeah. it's coming. Like I was not, maybe I messaged her a lot the week before to make sure when it's coming, but I don't think she likes me, but she also <laughs> used my outfits on one of her TikToks. And she was like, cause she was showing all the outfits she made people. And she was like, and this person, she's a huge Swifty. She has a podcast. She ordered a few outfits for me. So it's like, you're like, yes, I did. Yes, I, <laughs> I only did. got two. <laughs> problems every step of the way. Yeah, that's disappointing. I know. Hey, but, but you got to hear Taylor yell at a security guard. Yes, so, I did. I pretty was iconic. Very confused, and I texted you. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound – because it was during Bad Blood. So it kind of, yeah. like, fit the – like, she's not doing anything. She's not doing anything. I was like, I – not doing anything wrong. Yeah, it's fine. I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Hey, I like texted you I was like she didn't do this right and you were like no I didn't have any service in the stadium so it wasn't like yeah. I could like go on and check what's what was happening apparently um by the the diamond everyone knows she was singing <laughs> even people who aren't Swifties my father-in-law asked me about it knows about it she was singing you know bending down people were at the barricade just kind of like jumping up taking pictures and a security guard there like was physically pushing them back and Taylor yeah. I'm just surprised that she was like she that this tells you she like looks at people and she like really wants to connect with the fans and she was like calling the security guard out and apparently he just didn't listen so this lovely gentleman got escorted out (laughs) yeah and those lovely swifties got or that swifty yeah got an extra ticket for the next day which was awesome yeah yeah Yeah, it was a pretty eventful show because that was also the show of um Mikhail Michael, mm-hmm. the bejeweled dance um, dance TikTok. creator, <laughs> make the whole place <laughs> the choreographer. Yeah, um, I saw this on TikTok. I mean, on Twitter, he had said, "Hey, like, I don't know what to do, but a few months ago, a few months before tour, like Taylor's Taylor Nation reached out and asked if they could use my bejeweled dance." in the choreography and I said of course and they said they'd give me two free tickets to a night of my choosing and I wanted to do Philly night night one or whatever it was night two and he's like but I haven't heard from them since 
And it's like, ugh, you know, <laughs> corporate hijinks. But that video obviously went viral. And then Taylor Nation reached out and was like, oh, it was just a miscommunication, a misunderstanding. And he got the tickets for that night, had a great time. He got the Taylor Swift hat during 22. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she did the dance. And, she did the little um, yeah. <laughs> the TikTok dance to, to him. him. Yeah. And, um, and then he got to go to the other night as well. Um, yeah. But pretty interesting. I mean, this has happened with a bunch of celebrities. I know Lizzo, her TikTok, her tic, her song went viral on TikTok with the, um, I don't remember which one, the most recent one, and she it went viral for this dance, and she had those dancers come out and do it on tour with her. Mm-hmm. But when it's something like this, where it's like a cheesy dance that's just kind of made up by a fan who's not like a professional, it's sort of like, what do you do? You know, do you like... Mm-hmm. Do you pay him? Do you do you just throw these tickets at him? Like, does he negotiate something for this, you know, interaction, this um, this infringement? I don't know. It's kind of a curious thing to imagine happening more and more as these mm-hmm. TikTok and videos kind of influence um, celebrities hoping to be a part of the the conversation. So yeah. as it were. And I wonder if he hadn't made that TikTok or that tweet about like, I I don't know what to do. How do I get these tickets? If Taylor Nation would have like been like, oh hey, here are your tickets. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I mean, it's you can always assume the best and think like, oh they had the wrong dates or oh they, you know, it got lost in the shuffle. But it's like, I mean, he's literally choreographed a ten second part of mm-hmm. Taylor's global tour so it seems like you know they should have ensured that was ironed out basically the instant they reached out to him um oh yeah but but i'm glad he got to to go travel he i don't know where he he lives but he needs to make these arrangements of like he needs a costume yeah (laughs) yeah we know how hard those are to get yeah um so hard so if he's happy i'm happy but i do wish there'd maybe been a little bit more I I wish that he would have met Taylor. I mean, that's what I yeah wish. I mean, she's not meeting anyone, so I guess that's. But someone who choreographed ten seconds of a dance that has gone viral, like, and that they had to ask permission to use. Yeah, I feel like that could be some kind of exception. Yeah, or like pop up for the dance itself, like bring him on for Bejeweled or something. Yeah, like have him come up on stage. Everyone would have gone wild. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty funny. I don't remember if he was like a stan who had like a Taylor Swift account and was doing these dances or if he's more of a casual fan and he just like, happened to do this Which dance. came first, the chicken or the yeah. egg? Because now he's yeah. making dances up to all of her songs. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't really follow it, so I don't know. But, but it's cool that he got, you know, the only fan interaction this tour allows. So that's mm-hmm. nice. I know that that's so nice, and I've seen some other people. I don't know them, but someone's like, "Oh, it's so and so's birthday. Taylor loves her. Of course, she was chosen." So I do wonder how they're picked. I was watching a video. Someone was in the back, and a woman came up to her and was like, "Hey, do you want to get the hat?" So I just mm. wonder like how that's chosen because Mikel, obviously, that's like a given. Yeah, that yeah. that was like expected was like, that that course. would happen. Yeah, it but had to, wonder, like, <laughs> or we'd be rioting. Yeah, you were like on the floor. You're like, okay, 
how do I get to the bottom of the... <laughs> yes, I'm like, can I just like shuffle on back? Like, but Mikel uh, was at my show okay. and that was a show. He got the hat. So there was yeah, no... Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Taylor hates no me. No hope. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know who I am. Uh, So now that you've seen it from like top to bottom, what's been your favorite view of the tour? So it was really cool to see her up close, but from where I was sitting, I did have some obstructive view. I'm not complaining. Like, I'm not like boohooing at all, but there no, was yeah, some was obstructive. Stage. Yeah. When she was on, when she was playing the piano, I couldn't see her. I could, she like waved her fingers up and I could <laughs> see that. And there was like a 30 minutes, maybe a minute, two minutes. It seemed forever of like us just applauding her. And she just oh, was like yeah. sitting there, like, you know, just smiling and Basking. laughing and loving it. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't see her for that, but I, you know, I could see her on the screen. And then when she was on the Evermore set singing mm. on the, yeah. on there, I, I really couldn't see her, which I wasn't complaining. I still loved it. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, but I was also right next to the speaker. Oh yeah. So my ears <laughs> you had to bring those earplugs, right? I didn't. Cause I didn't know it was going to be that close. Um, but my ears have recovered. No Good. longer like the next morning because I was going up in an airplane and down the airplane. Yeah. My ears were having a moment of theirs. Yeah. Um, but I would say the best seats that I've had are lower bowl for like yeah. view wise. So I've had two lower bowl seats and then um, I had like a club view seat too. But the lower bowls mm. have been pretty great. Yeah. Pretty great. Yeah. I would no, say those are the best. If I was by the diamond... That would probably be the best. That was my my goal. Yeah. If I could have selected my seat was the diamond, but like there was no, you just couldn't select I them. I think the diamond would be great because then you could, yeah. the diamond on stage right. So the left yeah. side, that would be amazing because you could see her on the stage everywhere she is. That would be the yeah. best. That yeah. would be really cool. Um, so how are you feeling with this uh, Matt Healy? Oh, <laughs> Do we have to touch base? We do have to touch base because in Philly, she was spotted by some Swifties' dad, saw her (sighs) go into a restaurant, holding his hand, sitting down, holding hands. But they weren't holding hands like this. Like, okay, when I was 12, when you interlocked hands, that was boyfriend, (laughs) girlfriend hand holding. No, they're dating. Clasping was, I'm just trying to. (laughs) And okay, so we spotted them there. He went to all three nights, apparently. Of yeah. Philly, and then they were just spotted either yesterday, I think, coming out of a recording studio. Yeah. So is it is it an homage to nineteen eighty nine when they both were wearing the nineteen seventy five, the nineteen eighty nine church? Are they recording something? Or are they trying to get press? Like, well, I don't know. Is she just? No, I think they're dating. I is think she they're just dating. Going back to you know, dating guys who don't who give nothing like is, is <laughs> yeah, that what honestly. she's she's going back to because he's, yeah he's problematic yeah no I know we talked about it last week and like my understanding of him has been like you know gross douche yuck ick but there has been like more and you know he has been like oh he does like he's edgelord he's like oh I do the Nazi symbol but I'm only making fun of it oh I I mock accents, blah. But there's more that has come out around this year yeah. with he was on that podcast. And not only was he mocking accents, making fun of people, celebrities, how they look, whatever. He also mm. told this story about this weird, like, he just said it so casually, it kind of slipped past people, I think. But 
he was talking about how he watches this really offensive, really inexcusable sort of porn that's all about, in his own word, the brutalization of black women and like, um, and he just literally gets off on it. And it's like that, that is a, that is a line that is like, that's white supremacy in action. Like that's an embodiment of a, yeah, it's just like horrific. And that wasn't like, oh, cancel culture. You're just digging up things in the past. No, this was this year. He told it with like joy and, and humor in his voice. And, and he even recognized that it's like, it's brutal. It's gross. It's honestly like, because he was like caught watching it and he's like, yeah, if it had been anything else, you know, but here I am like 10 seconds after you leave and I'm mm-hmm. watching this like and he describes it and it's just like, that's gross. That's yuck. That's mm-hmm. that's beyond. And it's not and it's a website that's, you know, dubious in its consent. And so the existence of it is just an abuse on black bodies. But then mm-hmm. on top of it for him to find it so humorous and also arousing is like talk about it with no shame yes yeah it's very very weird and I think that's where it comes down is like reddit is all over this like there's this it's weird that this is the straw that broke so many like this is the thing that unsettled fans yeah because I think for me the way I've processed it is like it just proves something about Taylor that I didn't want to believe was true. Like I've given so many excuses or like lended her grace or whatever, like, oh, to be famous so young. Oh, she was dating so young. Oh, these men, you know, whatever. But it's just become harder to like turn an eye to something that should so obviously be a deal breaker. Yeah. And and so it's kind of just like, what are you doing? But not even that. We know what she's doing. She's decided to she knows this. She's not dumb. She has a very clear understanding of controversy, of who she surrounds herself with, of what people are saying. Like, she has a whole team who's screening mm-hmm. people she interacts with. And, like, she's had plenty of time to know him and, and know what he's done and what has trended or what's gotten him in hot water. And she's still more than willing to align herself with him. And you can argue about, like, oh, it's just marketing. Oh, it's just PR. But she has her pick of the litter like she doesn't have to choose him of all people whether it's a stunt or a revenge plot against joe or whatever and you can't you can't argue that she doesn't google herself and she doesn't google because like you said she has her team doing that and it's just it's a bit alarming and even on the like on the 13th, Lena Dunham was at the show and she was like, my best friend, Lena, she wanted this song. I'm going to give her the song. And my friend who was with me, she t- turned to me and she was like, didn't she like write about how she touched her sister when she was younger? And I was like, yes. Yeah. Cause I went like this. Yeah. <laughs> I, Cause I was like visibly just like, I stuck a finger in my throat and I was like, oh my yeah. gosh. So it's so yeah. hard. It's like, what do you do? Yeah. I think you just stop podcasting. Yeah, I know. I it's like I had to come to terms with this. Like I've been on a journey of like (laughs) realizing that so many things that bring me joy also come at a cost. Mm -hmm. And like weighing that is such a personal journey where it's like, like I'm not even talking just celebrities. Like I'm talking like, oh, you know, like I have my own hangups about existing in a world that's that's really 
it, you know, capitalism as it stands always comes at the expense of someone. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard to know how to, you know, it, it, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. And I think it's hard because on one hand, I'm like, I've given so much money to Taylor, Allison Swift, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily feel good about that. Mm-hmm. But then I'm also like, I really find joy in this music and I find so little joy in this world that it's like I want to be able to enjoy it still. But there are times like where I have to completely be like, you know what? I can't interact with this person or this artist's work anymore because they've done so much harm that I think there's no excusing it. And for me, Matt Healy has crossed that line and I've never been a 1975 fan, but I definitely wouldn't start now or things like the way Kanye talked or, or the new allegations against um, King in the Marvel universe. There's just like moments where it's like, you're an abuser, you're, you're Mm -hmm. blind to your actions. And Taylor is teetering on that wall, not because I think she's responsible for Matt Healy, but -hmm. because she continues to kind of reveal a side of that like white feminist, like can't do any wrong. If you hate me, you hate women type Mm -hmm. of like indifference or unwillingness to really engage with what she's putting out there. I don't even think that it's, if you hate me, you hate women. I think it's just, she what does she have to lose? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Why does she have, why is she, why does she care? I don't think it's that at all because that's even showing that she, you know, has a a platform for like (laughs) feminism. Like it's showing that she doesn't really care. It comes up it's convenient. Yeah, Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and once she scoots a little bit further to the middle of that line where she's actively harming or turning a blind eye to a partner who's actively harming, then I'd have to reconfigure my financial loyalty to her yeah. product. Yeah. Well, it, well, if anything, the fans have taught her she can do anything because, yeah. I mean, let alone in Philly, there are 20,000 people who are tailgating, singing and dancing to her music on the street. And hey, I was in the stadium yeah. singing and dancing. So like, I'm a pro- I'm obviously a pro- part of the problem too. And it just shows, know. you know, you have a few more shows to go to. I have one more show to go to <laughs> and we're still going. There are so many people who are going to be listening to this being like, Hey, give me your ticket. If you have yeah, a problem with her, you know, like, I know it's like, we, we're not, it's so complicated and solving it. Yeah. And how could we? I know. Yeah. It's, I think that's why it's just been this sort of like bomb in the fandom because it's like, how do you this isn't as easy as being like oh she's not talking about this because she's like worried about crowd control or whatever oh mm-hmm. she she's not an activist so she doesn't have to talk about issues in her home state whatever like there's no excusing this because it's like wait you got out of a 6 year relationship where you said that your privacy was paramount that you're you've learned and grown so much that mm-hmm. you're done with dudes who give you nothing Mm -hmm. And then you skirt back to this one of all people. Like, it's just, it's kind of a a mind F, you know? Yeah. And I think that's one reason why everyone's looking for, like, an Easter egg, an excuse of why this is happening. Oh, she's re-recording 1989. She's going back to her old ways, pre-Calvin, pre or pre-Joe, really, because she dated Calvin for a year and then she skipped right on to to Tom. So people are like looking into it, looking for Easter eggs, like, oh, this is a staged relationship. 
because she is going to be releasing 1989 next. Like a lot of people are trying to give her give her grace and they're hoping that there's yeah. an excuse to all of us. Yeah, I know. Absolutely wild. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I really can't like wrap my head around the choices that had to happen to let her be comfortable, like having him hang out with her family and her friends and holding hands with him and whatever. Yeah, you see Gigi Hadid like <laughs> patting him on the shoulder. He's in the box with with Papa Swift. Like, there's a lot of these things yeah. that it's like, oh, like what's what am I missing? Yeah. Is she just really at that stage where she doesn't give an F about anybody? Get it off her yeah. get it off your chest, get it off her desk. Yeah, yeah. Is it a yeah. glitch? I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, preparing for this episode was strange and especially listening to this song again. Yeah. And kind of thinking about who it's about, how it happened, like what she's talking about. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's strange to also just revisit her songs where she's obviously writing about Joe and writing about how her her values have changed, her way of looking at life has changed, you know, because she was with him for oh, 2,190 yeah. <laughs> days. And you're just like, okay, like obviously her mindset has, so, has changed so much. She values her privacy. She values... Um, her newfound politics, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, a lot of her newfound politics, they're like, oh, you know, she's spending more time in England. She's spending more time with Joe. She's becoming, her eyes are opening to the world because she's spending time with someone who is not as elite <laughs> as core. she is. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, they, they break up and I don't know if this is like a revenge dating. I have no idea how this falls into her life, but it's interesting to revisit these songs that she's written about her yeah her relationship, which I, you probably have guessed it. We're going into glitch today. I it was my cho- turn to choose, and I just thought it would be a really interesting uh, song to get into because obviously it was a glitch. It was a really long glitch, and I feel like <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like we're in a glitch right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, let's get into this. It's a it's a simple song. There's not a lot to like dive into, but since we're kind of in this weird area of like Taylor dating history yeah. I feel like let's let's do it well and it's kind of perfect because yeah. a lot of people have revisited Midnight's and been like this is actually a breakup album like if you think about it and I don't mm-hmm. I don't really agree with that there's some retconning of like song analysis going on mm-hmm. to be like they were broken up in the middle of this type thing <clears throat> Um, I saw I on so. TikTok this girl was at dinner and she was holding on to this photo because I don't know why, but she was actually at dinner in like mid-November and she took a photo behind her and it was Joe and Taylor and someone else at dinner in like mid-November. So they were still together in November yeah. and he I helped know. write a song, didn't he? Yeah, he sweet wrote nothings. Sweet Nothings with her, yeah. which is like, if I was dumped, even in the middle of a of preparing the album I would remove that song instantly because yeah. it's like you co-wrote it with your ex but mm-hmm. and we've seen her like react post breakup news where she like suddenly deleted the lavender haze explainer video video on her socials or like mm-hmm. she removed invisible string from the set list and tricked yes, us into did. thinking anything else would I, be changing what I'm really wondering is what's going on in Joe's mind right now yeah yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is we don't know what happened. It could have been a bad breakup. It could have been like the rumor is that he blindsided her by announcing it when she thought they were just on a break. Mm-hmm. 
Or there's now, oh my gosh, all her friends are unfollowing him, so he must have cheated on her with his castmate. But it's like, we can't really know. Yeah, we don't we know. We don't know. Probably won't but... know unless she writes about it in her next album. <laughs> okay, let's get into this. Okay, verse one. We were supposed to be just friends. You don't live in my part of town, but maybe I'll see you on some weekend, depending on what kind of mood and situationship I'm in and what's in my system. Yeah. I think this is pretty telling. Like this, even on first listen, felt very reminiscent of all of Joe and Taylor's like origin story songs, mm-hmm. um, like Paper Rings, I Hate Accidents, except when we went from friends to this. Obviously, there's so many references to New York in their love songs where it's mm-hmm. like delicate. She's at the dive bar on the east side. Where are you at? In False God, she's like, I'm New York City. You're the West Village. Obviously, there's Cornelia Street. So it seems like there's enough clues here to tell us that it is about Joe and her and how they kind of stumbled into this relationship after a messy kickstart, um, which I think is a delightful way situationship is thrown in there. Yeah, because the situationship she was in when she met Joe was definitely a situationship, like at the end of uh, end of Calvin and then yeah. possibly <laughs> – talking during her and Tom's situationship. Yeah. So it's, you know, I think we're just, we're supposed to be just friends. And then in dress, she says, cause I don't want you like a best friend. Cause obviously they had gone closer than she had anticipated. She probably yeah. was just, you know, sowing her oats. She got out of this one year relationship. <laughs> she was like, I'm just going to date around, do whatever the F I want. And then this glitch happened where she was like, I wasn't expecting this. I didn't know this was going to happen. Yeah. Maybe if I'm drunk, like, we'll hook up. Yeah, exactly. I like that play on what's in my system because it it does feel, like, multi-level. Like, what is she – she's, like, overthinking things, like, in getaway car. It's, like, very much – she's, like, what did you think was going to happen? I wasn't there. I wasn't there in a healthy place. I couldn't have a healthy relationship. But Mm -hmm. also – also in getaway car there's a lot of visuals of alcohol and drinking. And so there's literally, like – She's like stumbling around being like, oh, yeah, we can hook up, but it won't mean much else. Like, yeah, that whole whole album is all about drinking, like so many references to to what she's drinking, rooftops, red cups, like, you know. Yeah, there was a lot in her system. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe not just alcohol, too. Yeah. (laughs) I'm in the chorus. I think there's been a glitch. Oh, yeah. Five seconds later, I'm fastening myself to you with a stitch. Oh, yeah. And I'm not even sorry. Nights are so starry. Blood moonlit. It must be counterfeit. I think there's been a glitch. Oh, yeah. 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 It's so a like very goes sexy in... song. It's it like is. a fun like, vibe. First listen, what did you think? Did you think? I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. It's it's like the it's produced with Soundwave and mm. the people who did Lavender Haze. Mm-hmm. I like this energy more than lavender haze I, it's not what i go back to now um is it a skip? but no yeah. i like it yeah. i mean the i'm fasting myself to you with the stitch is always a little bit like i because i don't like i don't like needles or the idea oh. of being <laughs> okay. i'm used to needles so and I, yeah. I saw this as a stitch more like when you're sewing like 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 a needle but you're not like yeah you're not like sewing yourself in, but she's relating it to like, hey, like we were just supposed to be hooking up, but I'm attached to you now. Like I, yeah, I, yeah. I want to be with you. I don't want to leave. I don't want to be just friends. Like 
Yeah. I want to be attached to your hip. I'm, I want to be you. I want to take yeah. up all your values. I just mm-hmm. yeah, there's sort of the yeah, outfit. yeah, exactly. There's sort of this like yeah, kind of this embroiderment of them where she's like, that happened fast, but like, look at me. Like now, now you're like here. You're one of my patches on my jacket. Like it's just like. Or am I a patch on your jacket? Yeah. (laughs) Because I kind of seen, and I don't know, like Kayla's a 33-year-old woman. She can be who she wants. She has definitely established herself. But sometimes when when you're in a relationship, you take take up a lot of the personality, the values, the, um, you just kind of like mold yourself to them. Yeah. A little bit. Well, especially like, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I, it, it reminded me of like their early relationship and how she talks about it in something like call it what you want, where she's like, you're not saving me, but I would love to run away with you. Like, please Mm -hmm. let me stay in your house and disappear Mm -hmm. from the world because I can't function. And, um, I think that's something she talked about in her poems, in her interviews at the time, or like her self-written articles. And then of course in Miss Americana, where it is like, she does have that tendency to just be like, what I needed was what he was giving me. Like, I just needed to be completely isolated from Mm -hmm. the world and reality and just heal. And so it is interesting to think of like this come back to an old version of her where she is more public. She has more pop paparazzi encounters and all of that. And kind of like, well, Taylor's not dead. She just unstitched herself from (laughs) his tapestry. I know, which is interesting. Like it's her psychology on this album, I think will always be fascinating because it is such a hodgepodge of kind of moments in her career, but also moments in this relationship that Mm -hmm. we now know is over. Um, But I think that's why this song feels kind of more honest than something like Mastermind, Mm -hmm. um, where it feels like like, a parody, I feel like. Yeah, it's like the blank space of her persona. Yeah, and it's more like, this was a glitch. This wasn't supposed to happen. You know, she sang sang about that we were supposed to just be friends. um, And then once once she was obsessed, then she made it happen. Zeroed in. Yeah. She's like, okay, I got the needle and thread and we're making this happen. Yeah, this isn't um, gonna come unglued until I say it is. <laughs> yeah. But I like this um I'm not even sorry. Um not even sorry. Because it does imply this sort of like I think there's this need to believe Taylor's innocent. So this idea that she cheated or didn't anything gray in her relationships is like hard for people to stomach Mm -hmm. but I think like she's given us in Cornelia's I mean in Cruel Summer um she's admitting that there might have been some dubious choices Mm -hmm. made Mm -hmm. but she's like I'm not even sorry you know like it worked out well for me so what can she what can she really complain about and um and that's why the blood moonlit is such an interesting image and it plays into her lyric video. She has the Blood Moon. She has the Blood Moon um, album cover, the uh, vinyl cover name. And a Blood Moon is just an eclipse um, that happens uh, on a full moon. And so the moon looks red. And I was reading about it in, ast- in astrology. And it's just like, a, it's a new, it's a new beginning. It's a 
it's a clean slate. It's whether you're ready for it, an eclipse becomes the time to make a decision that you've been afraid to make. It's about this ending, but also a rebirth. And so I think as you look at her career in 2016 and her relationships, that it does feel like, you know, that was a moment where she just had to jump in the in the deep end and just like go for it because uh, none of her little like fixes or strategies could outrun that sort of Mm -hmm. beast at the time. Well, part of me likes the like I'm not even sorry because I saw a TikTok recently. uh, Gigi Hadid on the 29th had a that party. And everyone mm-hmm. kind of surmises that Joe was there and they're like, how would Joe even be invited? Like, didn't even know him. But then they had actually, I think a few months before, or like, I don't know how, I don't know what the timeline was. They'd actually modeled in a shoot together. And oh. so a lot of people are like, oh, it must have been before the filming of that great long walk of Johnny yeah. Joe boy because he had hair in this shoot and so a lot of people are like oh I mean hopefully this isn't like fake news but I saw it on TikTok it could be but they're like oh they did this shoot they were like obviously close together on boats on on a chair like she probably invited him and then that's where they probably met was oh, two days before the Met Gala or a few days before the Met Gala they want to know where I was April 29th yeah so and so like she's not sorry like yeah because no yeah no matter how it started and that kind of like like you said it kind of made her choose like ooh, this is a situation ship i am i'm in i need a rebirth i need to like get out of this she hopped on to tom but she was friends with joe there you go yeah there you go wasn't supposed to happen um and as she goes on in verse two, I was supposed to sweat you out in search of glorious happenings of happenstance on someone else's playground, but it's been 2,190 days of our love blackout. Our love is blacking out. The system's breaking down. The system's breaking down. Yeah. The system's breaking down. <laughs> and Whoa. it's a cute Easter egg. The numbers add mm-hmm. up to six years that she was dating Joe. Yeah. Um, and I like that, like, love blackout visual because it was, like, a complete, you know, she literally blacked out her social media. Like, she disappeared. And um, and then she kept the relationship private for that entire six years mm-hmm. and made it seem like it was kind of her choice and something she wanted, which, again, is just, like, fascinating with yeah. where she's at now. I I don't think it was her choice. I think that's what he wanted and she was, like – that's what she needed in her life. He wanted yeah. it and she was like, that's what I need. And it is what she needed. She needed yeah. that that space and that break and he gave it to her. And so she just like became yeah. enveloped in him. Mm-hmm. If that's the right well, word, I have no idea. No, yeah. I think um, she said once in an interview that was like, I've learned that if I do talk about my relationship, people think it's up for discussion and it's not. That's <laughs> where the boundary is. And that's where my life has become manageable. I really want to keep it feeling manageable. And so it'll be interesting to see how that, how she recalibrizes, recalibrates um, within that system. Um, because I think that's also what's interesting here is this idea of her perspective on what they were meant to be. Um, <laughs> we got some crazy dogs loose. <laughs> And I'm being surrounded by gnats. Oh, what a day. (laughs) 
I know. My dogs. Yeah, we love them. We love them. We love them. <laughs> and I uh, missed what you were saying. I'm so sorry. I was like, oh, no worries. I was just going to say, I think it's interesting to get her perspective on things because obviously something like Getaway Car or Cruel Summer, there is a level of performance to it. Like it's very bombastic. Um, whereas here she's like, Oh, we were just supposed to be this like hot fling. Like I was, it was just supposed to be, I was playing in someone else's playground. Like this was never meant to be serious. Like you were meant to like go be with someone else. I was meant to be with someone else, but like the system broke down and like, here we are. And I think it's, it's paying homage to the fact that Taylor is a monogamous queen she just does she not does. know how to fool around <laughs> no she doesn't because she like and that one I forget what the title of the song is but like do the girls back home touch you like oh, I yeah. do like obviously yeah. went into it being like hey you have other people like you're dating around I'm dating <laughs> around and then you know because it says like the glorious happenings of happenstance on someone else's playground like he belonged to somebody else or in in her mind she was competing with somebody else. There was yeah. somebody else there that she was like, okay, maybe that made it more exciting too. Like, hey, like I have someone to – not that like you could yeah. compete with Taylor because I'm sure <laughs> that Taylor comes along and Lance is like, bye, girl. Yeah. Um, but it's a very interesting way of wording that. Yeah. Happening yeah. happenstance in someone else's playground. Oh, yeah, and it's very sensual. It's very like – it is. There is something like, ooh, sexy about the mm-hmm. kind of gray area, ambiguity, like flirty, maybe we shouldn't be doing this vibes. I mean, she likes that, right? Yeah. <laughs> where where are we now? It's a little different. A little different than, uh, than Joe Alwyn, yeah. Yeah, one, just who no one knows anything about. <laughs> Still, we don't. Still, we don't. Uh, and then we go into the chorus. I think there's been a glitch. Oh yeah, five seconds later, I'm fastening to, I'm fastening myself to you with a stitch. Oh yeah, and I'm not even sorry. Nights are so starry. Blood moon lip. It must be counterfeit. I think it's been a glitch. Let's go into the bridge. A brief interruption. A slight malfunction. I'd go back to wanting dudes who give nothing. I thought we had no chance, and that's romance. Let's dance. <laughs> oh yeah and she closes out what five seconds later i'm fasting myself to you with a stitch oh yeah i'm not even sorry nights are so starry blood moonlit it must be counterfeit it must be counterfeit i think there's been a glitch so interesting this bridge yeah it's because she sounds like all throughout even lover midnight folklore evermore and and reputation she sounds so confident that this is the guy she's going to end up with like just think mm. of the, the song lover you know she even changed up some of the the visuals in the lover house since her and joe broke up like it just it's it's sad to think about how confident she was that this was going to be the end of all, all of her endings and then yeah you know they thought they had no chance and it was like you had you had a, a long running it was it was a good run yeah yeah, I think I like this bridge moment because it does feel like again you get a little bit into her into her psycho psych her psychology at the at the end of 2016 and sort of her under her limited kind of self 
awareness or self-esteem or whatever it was that was kind of telling her she didn't deserve this or she didn't want it even. Um, and so the way she presents it is like, oh, this this side fling, this like weird hiccup was just going to be a little messy. It was just going to be a slight malfunction, just a little mm-hmm. bit of a breakdown in like who I'm supposed to be and the good girl image I'm supposed to promote. And like, yes, I'm meeting Tom Hiddleston's parents in the countryside and I'm letting him give all these flowery conversations about me. But like, and I don't know the timeline, cool summer, but <laughs> I think she's acknowledging that this whatever this thing with joe was just supposed to be a little slip up but then what's most romantic to her isn't just that they lasted but that there was that like there was that tension at the beginning that was like Mm -hmm. it wasn't supposed to be and that's romance like it's like that's she loves a she loves a um star-crest lovers trope and Mm -hmm. i think i think that's it's interesting to watch her kind of examine that well I like and just her she she talks about just just what she's used to her uh her uh what's it called her cycle of like going back to dudes who give nothing like that's what she thought she'd like have that hiccup with him and just go back to someone like Calvin or Jake or John who give nothing and it's just interesting to see where she is now because (laughs) That's where I feel like she thought she, that, that's where like, she's just telling us, like, she's like telling us what's the future. She's forcing Yeah, she it. has a weakness mm-hmm. and she acknowledges it. I thought she'd grown out of it. Maybe I mean, she I, did too. <laughs> I'd go back to her dating Calvin right now. <laughs> I mean, at least he's not uh, outspoken white supremacist. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. It's a good line. I'd go back to mm-hmm. du- wanting dudes who give nothing. I mean, it's she's so good at those sort of casual zingers, like all those yeah. boys with their Range Rovers and their Jaguars, you know, never take me quite where you do. Like, it's like mm-hmm. she knows her type. And so there's some self-awareness there. Mm-hmm. But then she's also kind of like shrugging off responsibility and just being like, oh, well, let's dance. Let's see how this goes. Like, like yes, in this moment, like, I fastened myself to you with a stitch. This is it. Like, it must be counterfeit. It's not. It's a glitch. Oh, but it's, like, beautiful. And so it's funny to watch that end. And now what? Now where does the cycle begin again? <laughs> oh, I hope the cycle ends somewhere with, with this new one. I, I, hoping, I, I hoping she's just going to turn him out like she turned out Tom Hiddleston. You know, like, yeah. right after she dated Calvin – she jumped into to Tom, which wasn't a bad choice. Like, like everyone, no one hates him. Like, it was a goofy yeah. choice. It was like, whoa, unexpected. <laughs> and then she's like, she's getting into another getaway car. Like, I know. Is he just an ends to a mean? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think Taylor. She's only ever been like single during that blip in 1989 before Calvin, according to her. Um, you know, she decided not to date. Well, I think during Fearless or something, she said she wasn't dating when either. She was younger, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, she she loves a, a rebound. She loves a relationship. And I don't think mm-hmm. we can fault people for that. Like, I, I've never been someone who's capable of playing the field, so to speak. Um, so I can't, it's like... <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know. I, and it's, like, 
She's still young. Like, I'm not trying to say Taylor Swift should have gotten married and had a baby. What is she doing? She's a failure as a woman. Like, that's not it at all. It's who she's dating right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, go to that NASCAR driver. Date that NASCAR yeah. driver. I'm like, what happened to that rumor about you dating an older man? Like, please, like, just hook up with Leonardo DiCaprio even. I don't I know. know. <laughs> like, they can uh, have a lot of exhaust fumes in the air together. <laughs> yeah, they can bond over there. She's too old for Leo. Yeah, I yeah. know. I know. And she loves a, she loves that boyish looking a man. I don't get it with Matt Healy even taking mm-hmm. away. There's a dancer of hers who has like this big, big, like curly black hair. Uh-huh. And I was like, he kind of looks like a young, young Matt Healy, but with better <laughs> teeth. So, <laughs> so there. Like, give us that. <laughs> yeah. Matt oh, Yeah. I think it's just, it's like a fun song. I think There's Been yeah. a Glitch is a fun, is a fun examination of like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to do this one thing, but this thing happened. And like, I like the imagery of it. I like the, the, the metaphor there um I don't necessarily love seeing it in action in Taylor's personal life but <laughs> I thought it was in the past yeah like I'm sad and, she's yeah. going back to dudes who give a little yeah. too much yeah of their personalities to us yeah and I thought we had no chance and that's romance is like a really provocative kind of thesis statement and mm-hmm. you can see it kind of playing out in these. It's like the same thing in All Too Well. Like, you know, you were tossing me the car keys. Like, all this sort of stuff where she does have this pattern of wanting the things she shouldn't want. Mm-hmm. And while Joe ended up being a better long-term, you know, partner as far as giving her what she needed and them communicating and being able to have this, like, really beautiful and productive sort of muse-based yeah. relationship, I think historically the pattern is less successful. So yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, but it's been broke for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think, uh, did you want to replace any songs on the main album with this one? Yes, but I can't think of which... Can't, let me look at the songs because I think because I do like this song. So let me look at Midnight's the uh, Midnight Edition and let me give you a quick because quick song because I know there's like Labyrinth. I mean, who wouldn't want to replace Labyrinth? That's the that's the one thing that pops in my head. Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Yeah. Yeah. I think this could have replaced um, like Sweet Nothing and fit more oh, sonically on the album. Yes. Sweet nothing, that would be. But it was. I, I read a lot of people mastermind. on Reddit that was like, this is what I thought, this is what I wanted the album to sound like. Yeah. 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 And um, honestly, yeah, I think Mastermind fits her discography more and it's like a really strong um, closer. And you couldn't have this on the same album because it's literally the antithesis of maybe the, the themes in Mastermind. Um, I think it'd be kind of like perfect though. Yeah. <laughs> to go from like must be a glitch to I'm a mastermind. It's like yeah. <laughs> but it also kind of like showcases how the relationship went though because as soon as she yeah. noticed she had him, she was like, okay, what am I gonna do to keep him? Because she yeah. does say that like, you know, it, it was fate that brought them together, but it was her that kept them there. Oh yeah. So yeah. 
I feel that. Curious. Curious to see how, yeah, that, I mean, it's, it's just such an interesting time to, to be watching Taylor Swift because we have had six years, four albums or whatever of Joe, Joe, Joe. And now watching this kind of whiplash back to single Taylor, social Taylor, public Taylor. And it'll be interesting to see how these stick. It fits with 1989 potentially coming up in the next six to 12 months too. (laughs) It's too long for me to to support Matt Healy in the picture. Hopefully it will not be that long. Yeah, yeah. But it'll be like gearing us up to like, okay, like, oh, I'm in that headspace. If that turns out to be a promo. I mean, because people said like, oh, they broke up because the reputation Taylor's version's coming out because the people are uh, spreading rumors about her life and they don't really know and it's all going to be a ruse. So mm-hmm. I think I think we just have to acknowledge that her idea of an Easter egg is lighting up the bracelets to be purple and not these sort of elaborate mean blue? PR hijinks. <laughs> yeah. But I know we got to cling to hope, so... Yeah, we have to. We have. To. Hopefully, something will come in and save you. Because uh, if yeah. it doesn't, you guys, I don't know the future of this podcast. <laughs> I know. It's like I'm honestly like I've weathered so much. Like the the two jets and her excuse for why she flies them so often was almost a deal breaker for me. But mm-hmm. now this feels. Anyways, it doesn't. Yes. It's fine. It's done. We talked about it. (laughs) Got it off your chest. Got it off your desk. And um, if you hated this episode, we are very sorry. But this is a lot of what's going on in a lot of Swifties' minds right now. So we we, we love you all for listening. Um, You know, we'll see what's next. She has MetLife coming up this weekend. Yes. We'll see who's at her show. No, she has Foxborough. A Foxborough and then MetLife. Yeah. And okay. then your next concert and my next concert are LA. So we've got yeah. a few, a couple months to sort through my our tangled feelings. web of feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe, maybe it'll be sorted out by then. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, <sighs> well, um, I'll uh, look forward to seeing you model your third outfit. I my hope dogs. it gets to you. Yeah. <laughs> but until next time, I'm Shelby. And I'm Ashley. And Taylor. It's definitely counterfeit. <laughs> <laughs>